Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season four, episode 10. Episode 10, Just Lose It, was written by Elizabeth J.B. Claviter and directed by Stephen Craig. It aired on December 10th, 2010. Enjoy! Today, we have a special celebrity guest host on the pod. Please welcome the star of Hal King. You've seen her on FBI Most Wanted and Blue Bloods. She starred as Dina in the International Tour of Dreamgirls, the light of my life. She's charading her day. This Aww. is Sheree Moultrie. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi, Sheree. How are you? I just you? love Sam. <laughs> I'm now wonderful I... speaking with you. You always brighten my day. <laughs> Feelings mutual feeling so mutual so tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself I know I gave you like the intro that you truly deserve in all walks of life like you go to the grocery store that's what comes on when you enter you go to get gas you press oh, unleaded really and it's like this is the star this is the star of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us a little bit about yourself love it I wish I wish yes so I am an actor singer performer all of the above um, originally from South Carolina. I'm actually here now in Myrtle Beach with my family visiting them. Uh, I live in New York full time. Harlem is where I'm, I'm stationed. Love it there. I love Sam so much. We've been friends for quite a few years now. It's pretty awesome. We did a show together and just stuck with each other from from after that. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I, I do this thing that I think I've done with all of our guest hosts where I like I I see them and like however we first meet I'm like cool 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 and then I literally go up to them I'm pretty sure I did this to you and I was like we're going to be friends I said I'm going to be your friend (laughs) yes you did (laughs) I definitely did it with Christina and Melody and I was like okay (laughs) hey it's worked it's worked I feel like that that works I I saw a TikTok about it that was like we should just start going up to people like we did in in preschool being like can we be friends and people really just respond to that yeah it would make things a lot easier you know you always have to try to guess and well, I, ho- I think this person likes me i hope they like me if you just say it and they'll welcome you with open arms that's just it's what it be yeah yeah and uh by the way if anyone's mean to you let me at them you know that i will be mean to them back just kidding i'm not mean to anyone unless they're mean to my friends keep that in mind <laughs> keep that in mind <laughs> so how did you come to the Grey's private practice world like what made you become interested in the Grey's universe growing up I always used to watch ER so I always loved the medical shows I can't remember exactly how I got introduced to Grey's Anatomy it was either through my brother my youngest brother Kyle who loves the Grey's Anatomy or it was you Sam who I know is a huge super fan of of the show and the series and the whole universe I should say actually um so yeah being connected to you both I've you know been in the same room with you watching the show and was kind of hooked for a little while I watched Grey's Anatomy with my brother quite a bit but then I stopped watching once McDreamy died that really mm-hmm. crushed my heart I really liked him yeah um so I haven't watched any of the newer Grey's Anatomies lately but love Shonda I think she can do no wrong pretty much so yeah 100 percent 
So what do you know about private practice? So before um, getting on this show or knowing that I was going to be a part of it, I had not watched an episode at all. But in preparation for today, I watched the pilot season, the pilot um, episode, and then a couple of episodes in scene four. I watched the pilot because I feel like every pilot shows you who are the main characters and a little bit down about who they are and what their intentions are, et cetera. So I like watching that whenever I start a new show. Um, so watch that and then watched, I think maybe the first episode of season four and maybe one or two before episode 10. Okay. So do you have a favorite Shondaland character? So for our new listeners or your fan base who is only listening to this episode, I'm sure, including Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> <laughs> Private Practice, Station 19, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, For the People, The Catch, and Off the Map. So like many people, I loved Scandal and Olivia Pope, I really identified with. I love Carrie Washington. She is also a person who can do no wrong in my eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I loved watching that series and watching her work. And then honorable mention, Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. I watched it for quite some time, but then it got really dark. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I have the spirit to watch this right now. <laughs> so I haven't returned to that series, but maybe one day I'll return and watch it again. Yeah, the last season or two of How to, Go how, of how to Get Away with Murder is very different than I feel like the beginning was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes a turn. And I was like, hmm, am I ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> what else are you reading and or watching right now? So lately, I have watching 911 on Hulu. I started off watching 911 Lone Star, which it randomly just popped up when I finished another series, I think, when I finished Good Trouble. Um, and I just got hooked. 911 Lone Star has Rob Lowe in it. Um, some Actually, some really fresh faces that I haven't really seen anywhere else. And it's just a really wholesome, but also high drama uh, show as well. Um, so really enjoyed that. So I finished that whole... Um, series so far and then switched over to 911 and I've been watching that uh, pretty religiously in the last few weeks. Our previous guest host from our last episode, Christina, that's what she's watching right now too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What are your other favorite podcasts? When I get on Spotify or Apple Music, it's to listen to music typically, but I do have two other friends who have some really great podcasts that if people are interested, they should take a listen to. Uh, the first one is the Kid Stories. It's child-friendly, really cute, um, about this group of, of kids who are from Baltimore, and they just have a number of different adventures and things like that. And my friend actually turned an episode of the podcast into a musical, and I was a part of the musical's premiere yeah. last year. Um, we did like, a children's theater performance, and it was a lot of fun. It's a really, really fun show. The music is great, and she has such a great energy and um, spirit that she brings to to the table. And then I have another friend who also has a, a podcast, um, Nikisha. She is really into horror, horror movers, movies and all of that. So she has a podcast where she talks about and views um, uh, horror movies recently. I remember when you were in Stoop Kids Stories. Your costume was so cute, and you looked like you had so much yeah. fun. It was so much fun. So much fun. I played a Princess Tia. She was like seven or eight, supposed to be. <laughs> so it was fun to challenge my inner child or channel my inner child. Do you have anything to promote at the moment? 
So you mentioned at the start that I was in Blue Bloods, and that actually premieres in mid-November. I don't have the exact date, but they premiered the first episode of the season last week. So I'm uh, episode five. So in a couple of weeks, it will air. I'm excited to see how it turns out. I can't wait. Where can we find you online? Yeah, on Instagram, you can find me at Sheree, S-H-A-R-A-E. And then my website is IamSheree.com. And then all other social media is at IamSheree. Yes. And we are going to link that in our show notes so you can become almost as big of a fan of Sheree as I am. (laughs) I feel like people listening might be like, wow, she's really embarrassing herself. Like, how embarrassing like what's gonna happen if she actually has like a private practice star on here but uh Sheree is one of my best friends and I am this big of a fan of her but I like bring it up because like if you're not gonna support your friends who you're gonna support sure so true. yeah very very true and I appreciate it I appreciate it I really do I feel the love always when I talk to you <laughs> and I love you too I'm a big fan of yours as well and I want to support you as much as I can too yes um and you know melissa as well who's our normal co-star who's not here yes yes and she is a star right (laughs) she really is she really is so um before so i had been like because you guys need to meet because Mm -hmm. she was subletting like four blocks from your apartment and you kept just missing each other like either at auditions or like you just kept missing each other like very very slimly so last year at the Tonys yeah I was um you know on Instagram as we do because like who just pays attention to one thing nowadays and you were at a Tony's party and she was at a Tony's party and I was like wait a minute Mm -hmm. looks like (laughs) it's the same place (laughs) so Either you were directly in the background of hers or she was in the d- directly in the background of one of your stories. And I texted you both individually mm-hmm. and I was like, do you remember that girl I keep telling you about? She's about three feet away from you right now. Find her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, I was like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> My best... And then I think we found each other eventually. You in the did. bathroom line or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it happened. My, it happened finally. Yeah. My very best detective work was done that yes. night on the internet. Kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. For our patient breakdown for this episode, We have first notes and miscellaneous, per usual. We have Emily Wendell, who is pregnant, has drug addiction, and hypertension. Hypertension, not hypotension. We talked about that, that, like, how ridiculous Uh, that hyper and hypotension are, like, totally opposites, and they sound so similar. And then you get accents involved, and it's like, how does anyone ever know what they're saying? Mm. Mm, That's true. Doctors, my brain, we have all that memorization. And to know in the moment that this is that versus like, oh my gosh, no. (laughs) Right? Like I'm good in a crisis, but not that good. Right. Right. Justin Tanner has obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, dehydration, and an electrolyte imbalance. And then we're going to talk about Charlotte and Cooper. And as it has been for the past few episodes, I will put 
timestamps in the show notes for if you want to avoid discussion of Charlotte's assault and its aftermath. What's your first note? <laughs> My first note was what? They're not charging Charlotte's uh, rapist. <laughs> like how dare they? Um, but then I thought that when the lawyer described everything that happened and, you know, the, the, the delay in her coming forward and how it impact everything, I was like, well, I guess I understand where they're coming from. It's unfair. It's wild that that's how things work. But yeah, I, that was that was the big like, oh, my gosh, it was such an opener. I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my very first note is we love Cooper advocating for Charlotte, as he has been for the past couple episodes. And then I said, maybe this ADA has such a high conviction rate because she doesn't go after the tougher cases and justice for quote unquote imperfect victims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it it makes sense when she says it all out loud. Mm-hmm. But just knowing... But it's that- like your job is to put... Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's her job to put everything together, right? And to make the judge or the jury or whatever understand what's happened, why there was this delay, you know, all of this stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. like you said, she did. She wanted to take the easy route. Yeah, when she's like, I have a 90% conviction, then, then 100% conviction on assaults. And I'm like, well... But I do love this actress. I talk about her in our trivia, but she's a triple crown holder. So she's on Grey's Private Practice and Station 19 as three different characters in the same universe. But like we're seeing beyond that. Wow. I looked into her a little bit. She was also on This Is Us and a few other ones. Her name's Stephanie Black. Yeah, Stephanie Black with an F, which I love. I love when they spell Stephanie with an F. (laughs) And she's the artistic director of a theater called I Am a Theater out here in LA that I really want to get involved with. So I think I'm going to send them like a a reach out letter and be like, hey, are you looking for new ensemble members? Like how do I submit to your company? You definitely should. Absolutely. That's awesome. And she impressed me too. I looked her up for a quick second. I was like, oh, who is that? (laughs) So Yeah. yeah. She's gorgeous and she's so talented. And like mm-hmm. to be able to say mm-hmm. to be able to say those words and somehow not have me hate her talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, should I write type these up and be make this like a little practice monologue at the house? <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Yeah, put it in your reel. <laughs> mm. You know? Truly. My last first note before we get into our patience is when Naomi, first of all, thank goodness Naomi's back. I missed her so much. She's been gone for almost this whole season so far. And then she goes, Maya and I Skyped. And I was like, A, this is a way to not have Maya on the show, which is upsetting to me because we love seeing Maya on the show. And then I said, mm-hmm. do kids today even know what Skype is? I feel like Skype really dropped the ball <laughs> at the beginning of COVID because now everyone just Zooms. Yeah, I don't know what, ha- like FaceTime happened and Skype just disappeared. And then Zoom added to that. And it was, it's really almost non-existent. But I do use Skype when I do virtual voice lessons with my vo- vocal coach. He still uses Skype, so <laughs> I use oh. it with him. <laughs> yeah. 
amazing. Yeah, I don't, he hasn't, he doesn't, I don't know if he doesn't like Zoom or he doesn't want to do, I don't know, but we use Skype and I've never really questioned him on it. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it works so, pretty fine. Yeah. I've never really him. had any drop calls or anything. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. all my, Skypes- but I was also excited that Naomi came, came Ugh. up. And that's part of the reason I put you on this episode, because I know how much you love her as I love her too. And since she wasn't at the beginning of the season, I was like, we have to have Sheree on an Audra episode. Yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) I do. Because I watched the first episode of season four and I think she wasn't in it maybe or whichever one. I was like, wait, Audra's not in it anymore. I know. And then the surprise, like, oh my God, there she is. (laughs) So it's great. Thanks. <laughs> and her arms look so amazing. She was Angela Bassett in that episode. I was like, wow. Right? Right? Wow. Just like, yeah. And, and I have it later, but when she hugs Charlotte, I'm like, that hug looks so nice. Can we, mm-hmm. can we get in on that too? I'll just scooch in the middle. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I thought the same thing. <laughs> mm hmm. Okay. So moving on to Emily Wendell. It's so dystopian how mechanical they are about her situation. And at first, like, we're meant to take Addison's side, and obviously that sort of transitions as the story goes on. But I was also really confused why a private practice of doctors is being brought in on this instead of, say, the ER staff or DCFS to begin with or OB. Mm. I just, like, what is a... That's a a good point. Yeah, like, what is a for-profit co-op of doctors doing with this specific patient because she can't afford to pay them no i'm sure like she's asking them for money yeah and normally when they're in the hospital it is either like as a continuation of one of their patients care or Mm. because one of them has a, a shift in the er in the er like pete sometimes moonlights in the er Amelia helps out on some cases when it comes to brain stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was con- I was confused about that. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Has she been on any episodes beforehand or was this the first time they've mentioned? Okay, first they just talk about only. her. Yeah. This is a patient I think of often. For some reason, it's one of the ones that I remember out of all of the seasons. And mm. I really wanted them to bring her back. Yeah, I would have liked to see what happened. Yeah, or like she shows up a year later with a baby. But I think they just didn't want to put Addison in the ethical position of sterilizing someone without their consent. Like even though they technically had consent, I just think that right. they, didn't, they didn't want to make us see Addison in that light. That's a good point. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, they want to do this without letting the woman know. Like I don't care who they are. Like, yeah, that's not something you do. No, um, no. But it was wild when they were talking about all of the children that she had previously. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Okay. But I don't understand why she would be okay with getting the tubes tied, but not okay with the birth control options. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just do the one where they put it in your arm and then, you know, you forget about it for a while. Yeah. Or an IUD <laughs> where it's like five years, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I think maybe she didn't trust herself to go back and get it replaced. Maybe that was it. Mm. Hmm. 
Yeah. But even then it buys mm-hmm. you some time. Right. If she's, and I wonder, you know, she said that she wanted to have, keep this child at the beginning. Like, was that just a, her sort of gimmick, like to get them to give money again? Or did she really mean it at first and then switched? I, at the beginning, was convinced-ish. But then I think as we as we progress and she goes, this baby's worth at least $500. Like, she made mm. this baby healthy so that she could sell it for more. That's sort of how I thought of it, unfortunately. Mm. Mm, that's an interesting point. Yeah, because she had been sober for a little while, She's, yeah. she claimed. Right? Yeah, and addiction is so tricky, obviously, but is it, it – it's confusing to me, like, if it is an addiction issue versus just, like, as Violet said, like, an evil person issue. Mm. Likely a mix of both. Yeah. 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 Wild. Yeah. But fun fact about her, she uh, was the, the yeah the actor herself was um, one of the young the young girl in Freaky Friday, the one that was done before Lindsay Lohan, and oh, she was wow. like in Sleepless Seattle. Because I I looked at her and I was like, wow, she looks so familiar. Why do I recognize her face? So I looked her up and I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I thought her face looked so it's like I she looked rec- like I recognized her. But she looked different than what I remembered. It's mm-hmm. because she's much older. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool to see her. I was like, oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Um, and Field yeah. of Dreams also. Yep. And Field of Dreams. What I loved was um, Girls and Transparent. She played so, okay. such interesting characters in that. Uh, I'll have to look it up then. I just put, wow, before we even see her, they've just basically listed all of the terrible things about her. Yeah. And they're yeah, wow. they're so mechanical about it. It's really wild. And then we've been on the we've been holding Violet accountable for her actions recently. Mm. Uh and Violet says my therapist's song and dance and I'm like, "Okay, so you're just proving our point for us now." Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I was so that whole scene, just the way that they were talking about her, I was just like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is still a person and still your patient, quote unquote, and you know Who this... obviously has some very deep issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Everyone deserves a little grace. Exactly. And then what Pete said towards the end was if the two of us are telling you that Emily is a lost cause, doesn't that tell you something? I agreed with him then. I was like, yeah, if both of you are saying, because Violet normally is just like, we can save them, even if, you know, they literally rip a baby out of her stomach. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't understand that. I think I watched either the episode before that or something where she goes out of her way to help someone who was released from prison oh, and yeah. like, like seeing the good in him. And it was kind of like, wait, how could she see all of the good in this guy? who society has decided is, you know, a certain way, but then can't really see the good in this other, in this woman. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I was thinking of that case for this episode as well. And it led me to, well, I already believed it, but it led me to like double down in my belief that Violet just thinks that she is right all the time. So like when the, I forget the man's name, but our barista friend, because he ended up being mm-hmm. a barista, when our barista yes. friend 
said he wanted to stay in prison because that's all he knew, she believed that she knew better. And now she believes that she knew better. And with all of the Charlotte things, she believed that she knew better. So it's just Violet is above Mm. everyone else intellectually, emotionally, mentally, and she knows best. And if you disagree with her, then you're incorrect. Mm. Hmm. That's a big one. (laughs) Right? That's a big one. That's a big one. She's a therapist. She needs a therapist. That's what I was thinking. I didn't want to say it. Oh, yep. I said it. Not you. Don't have to say it. We're all thinking it. I just vocalized. And then again with Violet, I really don't mean to really just be harping on how Violet is really not not it in this arc. Um, but why does Addison have to convince Violet to evaluate Emily? Like she should evaluate Emily every time she comes in, either with a new baby or with any sort of anything that she would see Violet for. Violet mm-hmm. should just automatically evaluate her every time, like an intake form. Say like, okay, I have a history with you, but where are you now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if she's yep. so so stringently is that the word if she so in her soul believes that everyone is capable of change why is emily not right she later proves that violet and pete are correct but it shouldn't be the basis right that's all i have for this storyline do you have any more just with the um at, towards the end, the thousand dollars is like, oh my gosh, wow, a thousand dollars. Then I thought Addison was gonna take the baby. I was like, is Addison gonna take this baby? Yeah. But it, 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 I saw that it didn't happen. And then right away the baby was uh given to another family. And I was like, wait, does adoption happen this fast? Like I feel like I don't know, with newborns, is it like okay, someone can come in that day or day after and take them? I think just because of, you know, my my really extensive history with medical system foster care mm. <laughs> on tv oh okay <laughs> i was like oh you have <laughs> oh no 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 um with television dcfs i think that like if you want to adopt a baby you're like put on a list and you're like matched with families so i think probably they were like you're next for a baby got it okay yeah But I, the first time I watched this, I also thought that Addison was going to take this baby or like at least foster it until there was Mm -hmm. a permanent family available. Right. We're going to get more into your predictions later, but what do you think about um, Addison and Sam's relationship? (sighs) (laughs) I know. I wish they could see. (laughs) Um. I just feel like Addison is supposed to be Naomi's friend, my understanding. Yes, ma'am. And Sam was Naomi's husband, now her ex-husband. Correct. And I just could never picture myself dating, flirting with, (laughs) being (laughs) anything beyond friends, even a friend, like depending on Naomi's relationship with them now will will determine how I, my relationship, whether or not I say hello to them when I walk down the street, you know? So the fact that she's trying to date him and wants to have his baby, it just blows my mind. And I wrote, I wrote a note, like, I can't believe Addison mentioned 
wanting to have a baby with Sam in front of Naomi, in front of other people. It's one thing if she had come to her, had a one-on-one conversation about it. Hey, here's what I'm thinking. How do you feel? But she just blurted it out without thinking about how Naomi might feel in that moment. And then also in front of other women, it's just, it just really blew my mind. So I don't, I don't want, I don't want them to do well, honestly, just because I just feel like it's wrong. (laughs) The girl code is really uh, not being upheld. (laughs) So just to give you a little insight on the depth of this relationship overall. So Addison was married to McDreamy. Right. And Naomi and Sam were married to each other. And all of them went to med school together. So they were like Mm -hmm. all best friends. Wow. Wow. (laughs) No, I agree. I agree. It's been a slow burn with Addison and Sam for seasons. And now they're finally together and they just can't be happy. Like they Mm. can't just like be content. Just because they probably shouldn't be to go <laughs> correct correct that's what i was just gonna say that it it all comes down to like even subconsciously like this is not this is not it this is not how things are yeah all right moving Wild. on to justin tanner oh justin 282 justin. pounds in three years wow i was at a loss for words honestly with uh-huh. one thing i did say um, I wrote down it's it's so relatable not wanting to get on the scale and I kind of mm-hmm. then I had to think like why why is it so hard to get on the scale you know no matter how thin or how you know whatever you are you, it's always like okay bracing yourself to get on the scale so I can only imagine how this this kid is feeling knowing he sees his body he knows what he's been eating and then to hear that number how he must have felt in that moment although I did appreciate that Cooper didn't say his total number out loud I appreciated that he just like wrote the number down in the chart yeah that's a good point I didn't even think think about that well every time every time I go to the doctor I'm like I'm not looking don't tell me like I either turn the other direction or I keep my eyes closed because I just like the number will only mess with your brain Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah yeah the storytelling of this relationship and the directing of the shots was really well done I believe because the dad at the beginning seems like a piece of work and he just like couldn't care less about this kid and like it seems like he only cares about what the family photo is gonna look like it looks like Mm -hmm. we have our we have our Christmas shoot next month like you better look presentable for our Christmas cards for when I send it to like my camp friends and my business partners yeah exactly exactly and it's just such a great duality for what comes to light later in the episode Mm -hmm. absolutely because i was definitely not on the father's side to start like get this guy out of here (laughs) what is going on but he really did step up at the end so shocking oh my god i know oh my god and even when i mean obviously i remembered this storyline but I forgot that Cooper went and punched him I uh and even then I knew I remember even the first time I watched this all like 12 years ago I remember thinking like well it's not the dad like it's someone else like it's not like the way that 
the dad was acting. Mm-hmm. I That's what I thought too. Yeah, it wasn't him. It was something else. But I'd never yeah. expected it to be the mother. I feel like you don't see no that way. often. Not that it doesn't no happen, way. I, but. Right, right. I wanted to go back. I didn't have time and like look at the scene when they first introduced the mom and dad and like see if the kid made any sort of gestures or like if his energy changed when his mom spoke or when he looked at his mom, but I didn't get a chance to look at it again. But I'm curious if he, if there were any hints at the beginning in that first scene about their relationship. Yeah. And what I she just, was doing to him. I remember her touching his arm a lot. Mm. But, you know, nothing to the, to the end. Yeah. To the degree. Yeah. Yeah. My last note, I didn't have much for Justin. I just said this family is something else. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot. I was just sad about the situation. It's like, instead of saying something, he's chose, like, it's just so many things. But you, and you don't know why people do certain things when they're being victimized in that way. But see, I feel like he just never felt safe, which yeah. is really sad. Really sad for a child not to feel safe. Yeah. Something that really stuck with me is in that first scene, the dad says, I would put a lock on the fridge if I didn't think he would eat it off. That just is disgusting to me for a parent to say or for anyone to say. Yeah. That was a low ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. On to Charlotte and Cooper. Charlotte's speaking in cliches and song lyrics and motivational posters and that scene in the car was just really weird and we already knew that she wasn't really coping but just hearing these like third grade teacher posters come out of her mouth was Mm -hmm. difficult to watch and that scene in the car was so weird trying to remember what exactly happened was it right after the conversation with the DA yeah yeah okay yeah, I picked up one of the cliches. I was like, why is she only saying? And I was like, oh, my gosh. And he didn't pick it up at first or he didn't say anything. I was like, dude, she clearly is not okay if she's answering you in these, po- like you said, posters from third grade. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was wild. Yeah. She just, she's such a great job, though. Like, with this storyline, I can only imagine as the actor, like, all the things she had to do to prepare and what she's thinking about in those moments. Yeah, it was, it was to watch she's incredible she's absolutely incredible when she first came into the show and at the end of season one season two she was so quote-unquote unlikable she just seemed like you know unfeeling head boss like not Mm -hmm. you know just super unlikable and since the beginning i was like i love her like this is one of my favorite characters in the history of television and i could Uh tell both Jackson and Melissa were like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're starting we're starting to get to Charlotte Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Towards the end when Cooper there. comes home drunk and freaks out on Charlotte, I was yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote poor Charlotte, poor Cooper. <laughs> Yeah. in that moment I felt awful for both of them because it's mm-hmm. it's such a what do you do in those instances how do you cope how do you be there for the person when they don't even know what they need you know like 
oof, it's just a hard place to be. I hope I never experience anything like that. You don't either. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oof. It's di- it's difficult because obviously everyone needs to deal with trauma in their own way. Hopefully it's healthy, but everyone needs to deal with it in whatever mm-hmm. way is helpful to them. Yeah. But Cooper not letting off any steam and then coming home and letting off all of his steam to the person who needs it the least. Right. Right. That's so bad. Oof. And I she just feel feels that, like she has to be so strong. Yeah. The, yeah. Just the thought of always having to be strong and be okay. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so real. It's so relatable. But it's so I wish it wasn't the way so many of us feel. I know. <sighs> you know. Oh, oh, I also really just want to give you a hug right now. <laughs> I know. Hugs are the best. I wrote, I was like, hugs are so powerful in that scene with, with uh, Charlotte and Naomi. And I think about, about things I've been going through and just how much I wanted a hug and how, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm hugging my computer. <laughs> for, my, for my air hug. <laughs> <laughs> it really does make such a difference. And you, I love the way that they, uh, they shot it because you saw the physical release yeah. of Charlotte into Naomi. She was like, okay, I have this burden here. You take some of it. It was, oh, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hugs I are so powerful. Th- I do think that it helps that Naomi was not there for the incident. Mm-hmm. I think that that helps. But yeah. And um, something that I forgot about is that Charlotte was fired from the job that Naomi now has. So they oh. really didn't get along for a while. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, I would have never picked that up from that scene. Yeah. I feel like it says a lot that Cooper goes to Sheldon instead of Violet for his, you know, either almost pouring out of his emotions or his, like, legit therapy session. Mm-hmm. Because he actually wants to talk about it to a therapist and not to Violet, who his best friend, who he's just gonna, she's just gonna be like, yeah, of course you're right, yeah, of course you're right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like Sheldon. I I, I feel like he um has this I don't know wise spirit and energy. Yeah. So I feel like whenever he speaks, it's gonna be helpful in most cases. And I did watch, I don't remember what the episode was, the one where, is it Amelie? Is that her name? Amelia. Amel- Amelia uh, tries to <laughs> proposition him. <laughs> and he's like, I'll let me think about it or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love him. <laughs> so I-, <laughs> I loved him. So in that moment, uh, now I feel like Sheldon can do no wrong until I see some, I guess, something down the line. <laughs> but right, right. yeah, yeah. It makes sense that Cooper went to him to me. He just feels like he has his head on straight and he'll give him some solid advice or hear him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sheldon is one of my favorites as well. Mm. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> when Cooper says the Charlotte I fell in love with doesn't exist anymore, I took issue with that. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of issue with that. Because, yes, she is changed as, like, anyone is changed from any trauma or, like, anything they go to, go through, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. 
But just give her time, right? Her facial bruises have barely healed. Like she still has a a cut on her face. So it can't have been that long. And she just got very hard news from the broken justice system. So like give it a few months or years before you say that. And then Cooper says, hold up the corpse that once was Charlotte and smile. I know those lines. I was like, what, sir? It's like, I get that you're going through something and you're trying to figure out how to process and all of this stuff, but you have to understand, like, what just happened to this woman? Yeah. And for the last couple episodes, he's been doing such a wonderful job. Mm, That's true. I think, yeah. Yeah. Everyone has their breaking point, obviously, but it just really hurt when he said that. Whether you're a Charlotte lover or not, like, it's real rough. Yeah. And aren't they, are they engaged or they're just boyfriend and girlfriend? They're engaged. They got engaged at the season finale of season three, I believe. Okay. So, yeah, like, you're about to, you said you signed up to marry this woman. And for better, for like, all of those things. Yeah. (laughs) She is going to change, you know, in some ways, inevitably. Yeah. And you still have to love her anyway, you know? Hopefully you have a good 50 years together and you're not going to be the same person at 90 as you were at 30. Right. It's very insensitive of him to say those things. Yeah. But I was very glad that he said them to a therapist, even though it wasn't like his therapist therapy time, than he did to like Violet, who would use it against Charlotte, or to Charlotte herself. I was thankful that he... Mm -hmm kept that specific thing in until it was a safe space quote-unquote safe space to let it out yeah i agree rough but great writing yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) anything else for charlotte and cooper before we move on to miscellaneous notes you're you're like um you know oops forgot to mention this oh the end with cooper and amelia I was like, yeah, in my miscellaneous, but continue. Go ahead, go ahead. What are you gonna say? I, I just, I just couldn't believe it. It just, (sighs) like, dang, Cooper, what are you doing? What are you doing, sir? What are you doing? But I'm so proud of Amelia, right? (laughs) I don't know why I can't get her name right. Um, for doing what she did, and her response was spot on, perfect. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was, I uh. It's a rough it's a rough stretch of the season, but like not rough in like I can't watch this because it's not well done. Rough in that it is so well done. It's difficult mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Yeah. My first miscellaneous note is I noticed it specifically at 14 minutes and 50 seconds, but it's really throughout the episodes. Amelia's facial expressions are A plus. She's just, like, in the corner doing a side eye or, like, looking like, what? But pardon? Pardon me? Yeah, she's funny. Yeah. At first, I didn't I didn't like her, though, at the beginning when she, um, I think Ni- Naomi asked about how Charlotte doing, and she says something really off the cuff. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. How could you say that about someone who just went through what she went through? So, at first, I was like, Ugh, I don't want to see her anymore on this <laughs> But then, okay, I grew to like, okay, she just says whatever's on her mind. In the exactly. Yeah, she has uh, no filter. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, got it. 
Amelia is on Grey's now. She's been in like seasons and seasons of Grey's now. I have seen her in that. Yeah. So I love watching Amelia's growth throughout Mm. all of this. Yeah, it does. It yeah, she did grow a lot. <laughs> yeah, from, yeah. So from watching this for the first time and then th- remembering how she was in grades, I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some time in between these. Oh yeah, and she absolutely goes through her fair share of everything as well, which we'll get to maybe. Mm. But yeah, I love it. Addison <laughs> wears a lot of black in this episode. Oh, I didn't notice. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. She normally wears not like pastels or jewel tones specifically, but she she just normally wears a lot of color. So it was interesting that because it was just like a black dress and a silver necklace or like a black coat, a oh. lot of black. Interesting. I love when when costume designers and things like that take every piece of what's happening in that episode and really play it into the styling of the hair, the outfit mm. choices. It's so cool. It's so, it's just, it's the little details that make yeah. everything so much better. Yeah. I'm still mad about Addison and Sam. <laughs> I just can't get over that. Yeah. I, just can't. I feel like Addison is treating having a baby with Sam. Like she's discussing where to go to dinner or like where to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying that she doesn't understand the depth and the responsibility of having a child because I believe that she really does. But I feel like she thinks that Sam will just change his mind if she keeps asking and wears him down enough. And that's just not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to have a kid. Like he says it. <laughs> he yeah. But I do feel like he's right towards the end where they have that little conversation. I think they're watching the the babies or something. And he says that we can't move at the same pace as your biological clock, which the way he said it, I was kind of like, but it made a hundred percent sense to me because you can't, right? Like they just got together officially, you know, when are still trying to see how things go when adding a baby to a whole situation will change everything oh yeah and you haven't even built a solid foundation yet so Mm -hmm. i did feel like that was the right way to respond to what she's been asking but i'm still mad at her for asking i know right (laughs) how dare you asking over and over and over and over and over yeah and not just to him Uh uh-huh i just and naomi was so her eat pray love i was like good for you because (laughs) me <laughs> i may not have said anything but my face would have said everything <laughs> not saying something says something True. my very last note is at 40 minutes and 40 seconds cooper says that he's a good man in a storm and that is like an iconic line from gray's anatomy that arizona says to callie's dad mm-hmm. so th- the first time she says that is um gray's the episode invasion which aired on october 15th 2009 and this episode aired more than a year later on december 2nd 2010 Mm. and that is like a sort of common saying right like i'm a good man in a storm but it's not it's not that common it's not like Mm. a motivational poster it's not like he's right right i'll be there for you Right. When the wind starts to blow, you know. Right. 
like Fred's yeah. theme song. <laughs> That's what I was like, is that the <laughs> Sure <laughs> is. Said it, I, I definitely started singing it, but I don't I don't really know Fringe that well. So I was yeah. like maybe i'm like maybe i'm wrong no you're correct you're correct i also don't know it very well but so it's interesting i don't know who wrote gray's invasion let me look that up Mm -hmm. it's the same person or not i doubt it yeah i'd never heard that line before either a good man in a storm but it makes i like it (laughs) yeah so gray's invasion was written by mark wilding so not by the same writer Mm -hmm. okay the writers' rooms for the two shows are totally different. Sometimes there's overlap, but it's not, you know, usually the yeah. same person. So yeah. very interesting to me. But they are in the same universe, mm. so maybe it's like, I don't know. Yeah. He watched it and heard it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're not friends. They've not met as of, you know, yet. They might meet later. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But they're not friends now. Yeah. No. Good way to good catching that though. Like, wow. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You really are an expert. <laughs> Rue Ooh. is Ruthie's sort of named after Arizona, sort of. So I am like partial to that character. But oh. yeah. Do you have any more stray notes? I just put that the baby is so cute. <laughs> oh, she is. I always love when they show the babies and some cool. When Addison says she's perfect, and then we have a zoom in on the kid, and the kid is just like cooing, like, yum, 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 yum. It's so cute. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, well, just at the end where um, the, the plane and Addison gets the phone call and the plane in, I, I, I guess no one at this point would know, knows who this woman is. Oh, no, we that's do. That's coming just- off the. Oh, you do. She hasn't. She hasn't been in any episodes you you've watched. But the blonde lady is Addison's mm-hmm. mother. It is her mom. Okay. Yes, and the lady in the wheelchair is Busy's longtime partner. But we didn't know that Susan was Susan and Busy were together until recently because it always was like Addison's dad is the one who was always cheating. When in reality, it was Addison's mom who was always with Susan and the dad, they, they had an understanding that the dad could also have affairs. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. That's complicated. Mm-hmm. And it's going <laughs> to get more complicated. Oh, shucks. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, does Addison come for money? Private jet. I was like, Oh, oh who is yeah. this woman? Is it her mom? Then the other woman is like, oh, who is this? Like, it's, she's too old to be her sister, I think. Like, <laughs> trying to figure out who she could be. So, yep. got it. That's her mom. Interesting. So, Sam's style is Amelia's outfit in that last scene with Cooper. It's a cropped, knit, oversized, gray, striped, sheer sweater over a gray cami with low-rise maybe cargo pants they're loose fit and a black belt that is the same black belt that she was wearing in the last episode which is very interesting to me i like Mm -hmm. when they reuse pieces because people don't have like 400 different outfits in their closet like normal people you wear the same thing sometimes her hair is down beautifully wavy with silver earrings and minimal makeup big fan I don't know if I'd want my neurosurgeon to be wearing that to our appointment, but I love it in general. <laughs> That's so true. And also, how old is she? She's a neurosurgeon. Like, how long does it take for someone to become a neurosurgeon? 
Yeah, a long time. Uh, she's she's pretty young. She's definitely younger than <laughs> Addison. She is McDreamy's little sister. Right, right. Yeah. And I thought in when I remember her that she hadn't, I thought she wasn't, I thought that when she entered into the Grey's Anatomy world, she, I thought she maybe was at the start of her career, but I guess not. She just was transferring, sort of mm -hmm. starting new. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree. <laughs> Quite an outfit for uh, a neurosurgeon to be wearing <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the office. Yeah. Gonna... They have to show her age difference. Yeah, they do, do with how outfit. with how she's acting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Please don't be. I've so even X'd out of my notes. So, oh, dear no. listeners, dear, dear listeners, we just did our entire last section of the podcast, and I didn't record it. Didn't record any of it. <laughs> so we go from a guest star spotlight again. Okay. Oh, there. Okay. Oh, my God. Let me, let me sit down. I thought you meant to just the thank you for the... <laughs> Oh my god! It happens okay. truly. What's your guest star spotlight? <laughs> yes, so I selected the actor who played Justin Tanner. His name is Brett Del Buno. Hopefully, I pronounced it correct. He is from Connecticut, and I picked him because I'm always curious about child actors and whether or not they stayed in the business many years after they've been in a show, um, and he has. He's still an actor. I think he lives in L.A. His birthday is actually this month. He's turning 30, according to IMBD. Um, yes, and yes, he's guest starred in a number of shows like Animal Kingdom, For the People, NCIS, and some others. And then he's also played a role in this Netflix movie called XOXO, which starred Sarah Highland. And I think he uh -huh. had a pretty decent sized role in it. So um, yeah, I may check it out when I need something to watch on Netflix. Yeah. And also he's married and expecting a baby boy. Oh, he wonderful. just did like a whole gender reveal on Instagram. So uh, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Well, mm -hmm. Thank you very much for sharing that. Our trivia this episode scored 7.9 million viewers. It's weird because I'm like, wait, didn't I just say this? But I did. It just didn't <laughs> get recorded. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this is the part where I say this person was this person on Grey's Anatomy. This person was this person. Cool. Don McManus, who plays Bruce Tanner, also plays Samuel Linden in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That's season two when he was shot in the head by his wife and ended up being totally fine. Um, Claire Carey, who plays Pam Tanner, also played Vicki Gibson in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is season three, and she plays Alexandra Billings' wife. I think that's super cool. Stephanie mm. Black, who we talked about at the top of the episode, plays the assistant DA. She also plays Roxy Myers in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is season nine, where she has excess skin removed from her abdomen due to weight loss. And she's also a triple crown because she was in on Station 19 as well. Very cool. So this is the section normally known as Melissa's Musings. Today it is Sheree's Shenanigans. What are we going to 
what are you uh predicting Hmm. Well, um, we'll start with my least favorite couple, <laughs> uh, Addison and Sam. I I think they'll last a few more episodes, but I feel like the relationship will not be here to stay because one, Addison, I think again has been really pushy about the baby thing, and Sam just doesn't want that to happen. So I think if she doesn't take heed to what he said at the end of the episode, yeah, they're not going to last very long. And also I just feel like they should not be together anyway. So yeah, I feel like the universe will will not work in their favor because of that. No. (laughs) And then uh, they kept pushing them together and pushing them together. And there are parts where they're really cute together, but it's, it's enough. In my opinion, it's enough. Yeah. Like they could be, they could have been friends. Oh, and, and they were they became like best friends or something. Yeah, but it just it just rubs me the wrong way. Like she was supposed to be best friends with Naomi. Like just I can't just don't do no no someone's husband ex husband. Like, yeah, huge. huge. I, I can't anyway. <laughs> How about Charlotte yeah. and Cooper? Charlotte and Cooper. I really hope that they are able to get through everything. Like this is a. The, the biggest rough patch in a relationship but I hope that um, yeah that they're strong enough and have a strong enough foundation that they'll be okay I think they just have to talk to each other and really like really say what's on their mind and feelings yeah. you know being sensitive to the other person's situation and whatnot but I really feel like they're they, they're hiding so much from each other and the more you hide the more likely you're gonna not be together for yeah a, communication a good amount of time so yeah. exactly exactly um so yeah i'm rooting for them i'm rooting for them how about violet and, then, and pete violet and pete i feel like they are on the same page and have like a strong solid relationship at least from what i have seen in the few episodes i've watched um so i feel like that will continue but i do feel like you know in the nature of TV shows that there's going to be some kind of drama that happens and some sort of uh, bump in their road. And I feel like it'll be around Violet's need to be right. <laughs> and maybe there'll be an, an instance where Pete will, you know, disagree with her and really put his foot down. And I feel like he hasn't done that, at least in the episodes I've seen so far. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens. Okay. Okay. Yes. How about you talked about no, Sheldon? Really talk, yeah, Sheldon. Sheldon. <clears throat> Sheldon. I had mentioned I want. Um, I would love to see him have a a love interest. Like there'd be a new character introduced. Um, just because I'm curious to see what his uh, demeanor and everything will be like when he has a significant other in the picture. That's been a a theme with our guest host. Does everybody want Sheldon to find some happiness? Yeah, everyone deserves it, right? Mm-hmm. And how about mm-hmm. Amelia? Amelia, huh, she's a funny one. <laughs> I feel like she'll continue to to put her foot in her mouth and say things that are just a little outlandish. Maybe that'll get her in trouble. I feel like the women all share so much with each other that, I don't know, I feel like she's going to say the wrong thing at the wrong time in front of someone that they like shared with her confidentially. And it's become it's going to become a big, a big issue. Okay, 
Yeah. Okay. And we, we like touched on Naomi, but only in, mm. in relation yes. to Sam. So what do you think of Naomi, of Naomi future, like just as her own person? Yes. I hope that she has an opportunity to have a, a true one-on-one heart-to-heart conversation with Addison, because I feel like she has some things that she really wants to say, but she hasn't been saying she's been trying to take the high road with the whole Sam Addison relationship, but I feel like she's owed an opportunity to really let Addison know and maybe even Sam know how she feels and how it's it's just not okay. (laughs) It's just not okay for them to be together. Yeah. It really struck me at the beginning of the episode when they're all in the kitchen and Sam goes, glad you're back, Nay. It was... (laughs) It was almost as if, like, oh, this is my coworker. Glad to see you around the office, buddy. Mm-hmm. Not like someone you used to the, be married to. The mother child. of my child. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. All right. Time for ratings and MVPs. Yes. What's your rating? Yeah. So because Charlotte was, you know, responding in these slogans and cliches and all of that, a cliche or, or sort of saying comes to mind for me, cool as a summer breeze. Mm-hmm. is what I'm going to say as my rating. Cool in the positive way that, you know, you want to enjoy the the nice fresh air, the 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 wind on the, off the off of the water and things like that, but when it's cool also, like when, when it's okay, cool a cool you need a jacket, cool you, said summer something about, you said yes, something about like yes, needing a jacket. jacket. Yes, like cool as a summer breeze. Sometimes the breeze can be cold enough that you feel like, "Oh, I need a I need a jacket to kind of shield me from all the the wind and the craziness. And so I feel like there are instances in this episode where people needed to be shielded from the outside world, i.e. Charlotte and Justin and all of that. But then I feel like there are moments where you can enjoy the cool breeze because you realize, okay, things are going to be fine. I can bask and enjoy this moment. And that was when the hug between Naomi and Charlotte happened. And that was also when Amelia responded in the way she did. She understood what was happening. She's going to make things better and or she's going to do what needs to be done to save the relationship that he has with Charlotte because he knows that he's dealing with a lot. Um, so yeah, cool as a summer breeze is my rating. I love that. I really like that it's a a third grade motivational poster as well. <laughs> like I feel like it really fits with the app. Can you it's hear yours? That? My rating is you know how when you're at the beach and there are those benches that are either right before the sand starts or on the pier or looking out over something. Mm-hmm. My rating is when you're sitting on those and you're just watching you're watching the waves crash on the shore no matter what you do they're never gonna stop they're just gonna keep coming no matter what because it's just like a natural thing that the waves keep coming and keep coming and some of them are rougher than others and some of them are pretty mild but they're just gonna keep coming so Mm -hmm. for instance charlotte getting hit with those words from the ada at the beginning justin should have been safe and he wasn't Sam keeps being asked and asked and asked by Addison to have a baby together. Like, she just won't stop. (laughs) Emily Emily keeps coming back with kids, like clockwork, Pete says. Amelia can't find peace. She wants to go to the boys to talk about boy things. She wants to be with Cooper and be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad we're friends again. Just kidding. I'm going to make out with you without your consent. Cool, cool, cool. Love to see it. (laughs) 
Uh, Addison just wants to see the good in people, and Emily keeps proving her wrong. So it's just sort of like the circle of life, but not really of like you keep the waves keep coming and keep coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Who's your MVP? So my MVP is the one and only <laughs> uh, Naomi. I love I the scene between her and Charlotte really did it for me. I just understand how powerful hug is. And it was just so beautiful to watch their embrace and how nurturing she was and all of that. So yeah, Naomi is my, my favorite. She's my MVP too for this episode. Look at that. Look at that. She's back finally. And she's lovingly reminding (laughs) everyone that she's the queen in charge. Like she's setting everyone's compass back to North. Mm. Not that she should have to, but everyone's a little lost right now and needs their true north, like their home base, back. Yeah. I, I especially hit me at the beginning when she was going through the pictures with everyone in the kitchen and she was like, this is where I was when I found out Betsy was going into foster care. This is where I was when I found out about Charlotte's attack. This is where I was. So it's reminding everyone that they're not the center of the entire universe even though they think Mm. that they are and also that you know this is how things are at their best when you know Naomi's around and Mm. they're to you know give Charlotte the hug and and all of that yeah 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 do you have anything else before we end again this section (laughs) (laughs) well I would just repeat this by saying that I'm so proud of you Sam for putting on this podcast for two whole years like it's amazing like yeah I'm, I'm super proud of you all the work that you've put into this I and the love that you've put into it all the laughter you've had the great ideas with the patreon like all of that congratulations to you so so proud of you thanks for having me on the show my first podcast ever um hope first I did okay <laughs> you did great you did so great <laughs> You definitely charade your day. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> do, do you do you want to explain to everybody where charade your day comes uh, from? Sure, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, when 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 I was in high school, I was also a I was a part of this the show choir and there was a a student, a girl who was a friend of mine who actually now that I think about it reminds me a lot of Sam. Um, one of the th- reasons is because she was a big fan of me too, and she made sure that everyone knew how much wow. she was supported me. Sounds familiar. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate the love and all of that. Um, but there was, I don't remember the exact day, but I think things were just going really well for her. She was having an amazing day and she came into choir, um, rehearsal or something like that and was like, oh my gosh, guys, I charade my day. And <laughs> we were like, What? She's like, yeah, I had the most amazing day. It was wonderful, blah, blah, blah. I charade my day. And it just stuck. Everyone in choir from that day forward, when they were having a good day, was like, oh, I charade my day. And eventually they told my brother. And my brother has not let me live that down. And when he came to visit, he told Sam. <laughs> yeah. And now I say it all the time, mostly when I'm talking to you or like someone you know. But I always yeah. say it. <laughs> Yes, it brings a nice little smile and laugh to my heart. So (laughs) good memories, good memories. Definitely charade my day. (laughs) 
and you have as well. Good. (laughs) Amazing. We we recorded kind of early on um on the West Coast because Sheree's on the East Coast, and it's it's great to start my day with Sheree. Oh my gosh, Sam! Wait, if you have a blog, it should be called "My Day with Sheree." Ooh, that's a good one. Or like a YouTube series, or like a vlog, or something. My day with Sheree. Ooh, oh, I like it. Once you have like all your Tony and your Emmy and your Grammy and your Oscar and your all of those things, um, uh-huh. when you're like ninety nine years old and like whatever medium we're using now for documentaries and like when you're ninety five, <laughs> some like young person who's like I'm Sheree's biggest fan. First of all, I'll be like, no, you're not. I am. And second of all, they'd like follow you around and be like, this is what Sheree does with her day, and it would be called <laughs> My Day with Sheree. Oh my gosh, I love that actually. I'm going to have to keep that for, I don't know, some kind of series I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah I love it. Yeah. Like, like if a you nice do, little um, social media. Yeah. The like um, one second a day that I did it in 2020. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. I think Christina's doing it this year. You do like uh, the one second a day, but it's my day with Sheree. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or would I say my day as Sheree? No, because every day is Sheree. Every day you're Sheree. <laughs> As far as I know. Every day, right? I'm sure. You have an alter ego. You're secretly <laughs> yeah. a superhero. Well, I think it's not, not my time. <laughs> That's true. If you if you were, you couldn't tell us anyway. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Secret identity. <laughs> Sam, I love you. <laughs> I love you. All right. You ready for credits? Oh, yes. I keep forgetting that thing you have to do. Yeah. Since we already did Let me it. scroll to it. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. At least it's only one section and not the entire thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my lord. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. And you can follow me at Sheree on Instagram and at I am Sheree everywhere else. My website is IamSheree.com. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show. Plus, we might read your review on the podcast. We would also love for you to join our patron community at patreon.com slash B-H-A-B podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 4, Episode 11. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at B-H-A-B podcast or email us at B-H-A-B podcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. DHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT.